Hey, Yak Quarantine Podcast, episode 57. We're continuing our study on God's love. So we're going to be back again in 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to read the whole thing. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist in its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, and the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Today we're going to be focusing on verse 5. Love does not behave rudely, or is not rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. We're going to stop it and does not insist on its own way. A loving person is a polite person. I know that sounds cliche, right? And obvious. Right? It's like going outside and saying, the sky is blue. But why? Why is it polite? Sinclair Ferguson related an antidote in which the young Princess Elizabeth and her sister Princess Margaret were going to an official function. And the Queen Mother warned them as they were ready to depart, remember girls, royal manners. Politeness exists for the Christian because we are daughters and sons of the High King. And so when we interact with those in our circles, we represent Him. And when we don't interact with people in our circles, we represent Him too. Both our inactions and actions can be seen as polite or rude. R.C. says this, Those who possess agape love for God and His anointed King are called to polite behavior. To avoid rudeness means that we're not pushy, selfish, or coarse in speech. 
The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Peter here links courtesy to compassion, love, and tenderheartedness. I think we see this exhibited most clearly, and it is most loud to the world when people are being rude to us. Do we respond in like manner? Or are we gentle in our response? When people talk over us, do we respond equally? Or do we respond with a greater hope because we have it? Paul is taken before King Agrippa in verses 24 through 29 of Acts 26. He's taken before a king in chains. And we see this interaction here where Festus is rude to Paul. But Paul does not care about his reputation. He cares about the soul of Festus. Let me read to you, starting in verse 24. And as he was saying these things, in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. This is after he had preached the gospel to Festus. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, my most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, the resurrection of Christ, And to him I speak boldly, for I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice. Namely, the resurrection has not escaped his notice. Why? For this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time you would persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this night, day, might become such as I am, except for these chains. Agrippa is turned. And potentially considers Christ because of the polite manner in which his rudeness is answered. And we should likewise do the same. But that's only half of it, right? The other part is not expressing selfishness, not doing things for selfish gain. And Paul expresses this here. He does not preach the gospel for his own good here. He, He desires the good of the king. Many of you know the story of King Solomon. 
And when two women bring a baby before him, and Solomon has to ascertain who is the mother. And so in his wisdom, he says, cut the baby in half and then give the, each woman half the baby. And one woman says, that's fine. And the other woman says, no, no, my king, let her have the baby if that is the case. Now, yes, it illustrates the gift of wisdom, the story does of Solomon. But R.C. puts it really good here. It reveals more a quality of love. In this case, the real mother of the baby was not motivated to give up her child out of love for the woman whose child was dead. Her motive was to save the life of her baby, whom she loved. The woman who chose, the woman whose child was dead was so selfish that she would have preferred the baby be killed rather than her rival possess the child who was rightfully hers. With this woman, selfishness knows no bounds. We have to ask ourselves, where are we selfish? Where are we rude? Where are we seeking our own kingdom? And in what areas are we building his? I'll end with this. This is from Philippians 2. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, and any affliction and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. So how are you looking out for the interests of others this day? Especially those that can offer you nothing in return, except maybe rudeness or contempt or selfishness. Because that is when our love shines most brightly. And where Christ's love shines most brightly. He loved us when we would have hung him on a tree. His self-humiliation was the supreme act of love that did not seek its own. Hope you are well. Peace. Peace.